You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number 2. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Best of Bits. It's Morgan here. You are listening to the interview side of the Bits podcast. If you want to listen to the Best Bits, just the Bits, make sure you check out part two. But this weekend, I'm bringing on Amy, and I'm so excited to talk to her. We got lots to talk about after the show this week. I know. I love doing this with you. I'm glad it worked out. Yes, it's going to be fun. And we're just going to go ahead and like get into this. This week on the show, coming in at number seven, the guys discuss some things about their marriages, what they're good at it, maybe what they're not good at in their marriages too. I don't know. You'll have to listen to that bit to see what you think. But Amy, I want to know from you, someone who is also married and you were you were in on this conversation, but like the guys were having their guy talk kind of thing going on. Yeah, because I think it was an article specifically geared at men. Yes. Yeah. So, but I want to know from you, what do you think like you're really good at in your marriage and what do you think you're maybe not so good at? Well, I think I've evolved over the years because I've been married over 15 years. And I think, you know, if you're not evolving in your relationship and working on it, then that's <laughs> never a good place to be. You're not the be. same Amy 15 years no, ago. No, I was 25 years old. I was very naive. <laughs> and I think that I can only speak for like without going back in time, I could probably give you different versions of me throughout the years, but I'll just speak to who I am now. And I think I um, am a more understanding, compassionate person. I think that I can be that way with strangers any day, all day long. <laughs> but then when you're sharing a life with someone and you know all the ins and outs and you deal with all the the good, the highs and the lows, the good and the bad and um, you know, you, ugh, you start to like lose that piece of like, okay, I don't, you know, but I've had to revisit, um, you know, where I want to land when it comes to that and the meaning of grace and, um, meeting someone where they are and really hearing their experience and how they've experienced me, they being my husband, but this really could apply to any relationship, but really, uh, listening and then being able to, I think I thought I listened, but then 
sometimes if I were to repeat back, which is now a tool that we have, <laughs> and if you're in any kind of therapy, you've probably worked through some of this of like, so your partner says something and then you say back, okay, what I heard you say is, and sometimes, you know, in, you know, last year or so, if, as I'm learning this tool, or actually I've known of the tool, but as I'm really trying to perfect the tool, <laughs> I would say it back and he'd be like, no, that's not what I said. And I'm like, that's totally what you said. But I just, I took it through my filter and then back out my mouth. And then so now I think what I've gotten good at with practice is really hearing what my partner is saying, really taking it in and being able to say it back and then him be like, yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Isn't and so that I'm like, so Yay, hard though? It's like hard. To hear something mm-hmm. from everyone in totality, right? Like there's no yeah. barriers of what you percepted in your own mind. And then to repeat it back, I think that's such an awesome tool in any way, like with kids, with partners, with any scenario, I feel like that works, right? Yeah. And then the compassion piece is like knowing, okay, <laughs> after time with someone, it's easy. It's easier to just get worked up or annoyed real quick. But then it's like, oh yeah, if I look at the roots of this and this action and this behavior and why this is happening. And then I also remember that I want that same grace and compassion extended to me. Then it just like kind of keeps things, they don't escalate because you, it's not that you don't address it, but it doesn't, when it's like you're both on the same level with that. And I think that's what we've been, my husband and I have been working really hard on this last year. And that, that really, um, when you're both on that same level, it just really helps any situation that you're in. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's easy, but I just feel like starting on the same level playing field and both being on the same page and, and therapy. I endorse, I endorse, I endorse, I endorse (laughs) therapy always. I I was just thinking of, of one scenario, like my body image filter that I have, right. You know, how we see ourselves, how we Mm -hmm. sometimes don't like how we look or whatever. I remember this conversation I had with my boyfriend. He was talking to me, um, about like somebody else's girlfriend in their situation. And we were all going to hang out. And he was like, oh, she's super pretty. And I immediately was like, oh, so I'm not pretty. And I was like, why did I just do that? For yeah. what reason? He's like, that's not what I said. Literally. He, he looks at me and goes, Morgan, you're very pretty. That's not what I said. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're right. It's just how I took it. And I, I hate that about the side of me that comes out and she's feisty, right? She comes out and she is guns blazing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm working as hard as you are just as a person to not take that from people certain ways. And that's so hard to do. So like doing it in a marriage is really important. Right. And then he might be able to take it like the next level and look at you and say, oh, wow. Okay. I see why you said that. Cause you're taking it through this filter of da, 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 da. And this is the root <laughs> of that problem. And like, I have grace for you and I'm going to meet you where you are and let's talk through this. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly why <laughs> therapy is so good. Yes. And you also have to like, just a nice little humble plug. Uh, on your podcast network, the mm-hmm. therapy podcast? Yes. Kat Defada is a licensed therapist based here in Nashville, and she hosts a podcast called You Need Therapy. <laughs> and it's not a replacement for therapy by any means. And she gives a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode, but because she's a therapist and her perspective and then the guests that she has on and the types of interviews that she's doing, it's definitely a helpful tool to have in your tool, have in your toolbox to where you can use it as a stepping stone. Like if you've never been to therapy, like dip your toe in the water, Mm -hmm. see what it might be like, or use it in addition to your therapy. Um, or just 
start using it, get used to it, get comfortable until maybe you can figure out a way to work therapy into your life somehow with an expert because, you know, for a lot of people, it's just not an option like yeah. financially or whatever the insert, whatever time, um, resources, things like that. I will say too, like my, my boyfriend's in therapy. He's one of the good ones that has therapy, but, um, he also listens to a lot of podcasts and I know podcasts help him then translate kind of what he's feeling. Somebody may talk about something and then he's like, Oh, I feel that same way. And then it allows him to talk about it in therapy. So I think a lot of podcasts specifically like this one can help you maybe see something that you didn't pick up on. Right. Because you got to be transparent in therapy too, to be able to talk about all the issues. Right. Yes. So it's also a lot of self-recognition about yourself. So yeah. I think that's important. And then Kat, she is, um, I made her the official co-host of my fifth thing. So love that my podcast is called four things with Amy Brown and it comes out every Thursday, but then every Tuesday I have a bonus episode that we called the fifth thing. And she, I used to just, have different people, popcorn guests, like different. Sometimes it was just me, sometimes it was people. And then it's where I would kind of do like a mailbag and answer listener emails. And then some of them were getting pretty deep to where I didn't feel I'm not an expert and I didn't feel qualified to <laughs> address. And so we don't always lean therapy. Sometimes Kat and I don't even really talk about anything therapy, probably, you know, naturally something here or there, but we tried to be careful because then I started getting emails like Tuesdays fit things too much therapy, like stop. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay, good, good. I can take constructive criticism and feedback and like try to make it an episode that's full of everything. But I just decided like she's official, like she's part of it. She's the official co-host. So every Tuesday she joins me for that. I love that. Definitely check those out. Just a little humble brag that I wanted oh, to make. Oh, thank right you. There. I appreciate that, Morgan. Um, I also want to know too. Speaking of marriages, what are some things like? You know, I'm a single woman. Maybe someday I'll get married. I don't know. There's moments where I'm like, do I want like a big wedding and all that things? It sounds like mm -hmm. a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to know some things that maybe people didn't tell you about your wedding or your marriage that you're like, dang, I wish I would have known that. I, I think that. Some of it, you're just going to have to figure out yourself because <laughs> everyone's going to offer you different advice, but like you're totally different than everyone else. And then your partner that you're marrying is totally different than everybody else. And you're combining, you know, you, but, but one of the things that stuck with me early on, and I think it was maybe my mother-in-law, but it was, you know, it's biblical advice, but it's like leave and cleave. Like you're leaving your family regardless of what are that, and you are starting your own. And so that's what you have to do as a couple and figure out. And I think that that was very difficult for my husband and I to do in the beginning, even though that's the advice we were literally getting from our family. They're like, <laughs> leave and cleave, start your new life. And then, but then you still want to make, you know, your parents and your family and different members happy with mm -hmm. certain decisions that you make and you kind of filter it through. Well, this is how we were brought up. Because my husband and I grew up together. So we went to the same church. Like I met him when I was eight years old. We didn't date till our 20s. I never even, he was my sister's friend. He's a little bit older than me. But, um, you know, when you start to make decisions based on other people in your life and family, that's where it gets tricky. You need to take it seriously that you're venturing into a new chapter and you have the opportunity to create the life that you want. Like, and when it comes to, especially when you add kids into the mix and you have outside influence of like, this is how you should be raising your kids. Or, and I'm not saying we experience this with our family, but it's just an example of like, oh, are you sure you should be doing that? Or are you, blah, blah, blah. and everyone has input. <laughs> and it's like the best thing you can do is kindly receive it, but it doesn't mean it has to stick. Like you can kind of take it, you know, see how it feels a little bit. And then if you need to like, kind of throw it in the corner 
then you do that. Like you could try it on. Sure. But it doesn't mean you have to wear it. And the cool part about starting a life with somebody, whatever that looks like for you, is that it's this new adventure. That was our motto when we first got married because my husband was in the Air Force. And I even had a painting made where, you know, and it hung in our kitchen in North Carolina um, for the five years that we lived there. And it said, life's an adventure. And we, that was our motto. And we, we had to live by it because he would get paged in the middle of the night and leave. And I would have no idea where he went. And sometimes, I mean, he, he, at his job, he had a, what do they call a go bag and it was packed and ready to go all the time. And he would go in, get his go bag and he might disappear for a week. No contact. (laughs) Sorry, I can't call you. Or he would go on trips for two months. No contact. I would have no idea what country he was in. I would have no idea what he was doing. Um, here one time he got home from a trip and I opened up the freezer and there was all this Colombian coffee, like from Colombia. Oh my gosh. Like not just like, like the brand. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> like, like oh, the morning Kroger. <laughs> right. Not the morning <laughs> blend. But I was like, oh my gosh, were you just in Colombia the last two months? And he's like, I don't know, you know? Oh, and so yeah. that's the kind of stuff that mm-hmm. I was dealing with at times. And that, in it, you know, I kind of had to just say, all right life's an adventure. This is fun. (laughs) I have no idea what he was dealing with down there or if his life was in danger or what in the world could have been going on. But, uh, I just, that was my motto and I had to adopt it. And it's what, it's what worked for us for a long time. And, you know, we might need to revisit it. (laughs) I don't have it hanging in my kitchen anymore. And now I'm kind of like, Oh shoot, maybe I need to put something back up that says life is an adventure. Cause we've definitely, um, you know, been on a roller coaster ride the last year or two. And as a lot of people have, I mean, the world just flipped upside down in addition to just normal life crap that gets yeah, thrown I, your I way. I think it's a different kind of adventure than when we would all like to ever go on again. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you had <laughs> you that. The good but one. like, even if like the COVID adventure, which is not, <laughs> I don't even want to call it that. I think but, it's more of a roller coaster adventure. Right, that the COVID. situation. But then you still had real life crap going on that would have happened whether there was a pandemic or not. And yeah. so it just sort of magnified everything. And, you know, I, I might need to actually, after we record this, I haven't thought about life's an adventure in a while. And I might <laughs> need to revisit that because it was definitely helpful. I mean, not in like a a toxic way of just ignoring, but it's like, okay, where is this taking us? What does this mean? What are we going to do with it? Like we've, this is what we've been handed and how are we going to turn it into something? Um, but, e- but even feeling through all of it, not, I just want to make sure and clarify. I don't want to get any messages about toxic positivity, but cause that's a real thing yeah, and you can is. numb out. Mm-hmm. And there's certain times in my life where I've realized like, Oh, like I'm kind of covering this up with some, you know, roses and butterflies because I don't want to face what's really happening. And so I just but want it to be is authentic important. about that. Like what you were talking about and the, the fact that life is an adventure. I think there's definitely an important side to have spontaneous moments and adventurous moments in your life. Mm-hmm. Because if you do just go with the monotony of work and life every day, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what was I doing for five years? Like, Sometimes you have to say, you know what? I'm not going to take care of the yard today. I'm going to go have dinner with my friends. Like things like that that you can put off, right? Yeah. And that's a lot of things I'm learning right now when I have a house to take care of, a dog. And this is so much lower than you who's a mom and has all of these responsibilities, right? I'm trying to make sure now that I'm taking advantage of the time that I have before I get into that next phase of my life. Like, why am I spending my Saturday mowing the yard when I should be hanging out with my friends while I have that moment? I can get up early Sunday morning and take care of that while I can go have fun on Saturday. 
So I think there's something to that in also saying, you know what, sometimes you just kind of got to throw the rule book out and go have some fun for a while. Yeah. And I really feel like that's those North Carolina years, those five years that I lived there, that was our mantra. And as I'm sitting here, like listening to you talk about that and thinking back to that time, I honestly think that Ben and I would both say those are the best years of our marriage. And it's just now clicking that that was our mantra then. I love like I'm that, not though. kidding. Yeah. That was hanging in our kitchen. My friend Sunday, she has a little shop in downtown Southern Pines, which is where we live. Shout out. And <laughs> she had an artist that painted things uh, that she sold at the shop. And we had the artists make the painting. And it was like the the painting was downtown Southern Pines with this old theater and the marquee. And on the marquee, um, they painted life as an adventure. And so I love that. I'm we like, can where is that now? That. Yeah. I'm like, where is it? Shoot. Cause we moved several times since then. And now I don't know where it is. Now you but. have to find the painting mm-hmm. and you're reconnecting with the mantra. I yes. think it's great. It's yeah. all great. <laughs> but just to put a bow on what we were saying about that is like, you've got to find your own way. You can't like truly leave and cleave. It doesn't mean disregard like other people in your life or your family, but like you can't worry too much about what they're going to say if you and your partner decide to live and do things differently than they did. And I do want to ask you too, before we move on to like our, we have so much more to talk about, but do you feel like doing that too? Because it does sound like for the most part, you guys were able to accomplish that and kind of create your own lives for yourselves. Do you feel like you could still say, like, stay close with your family and accomplish that? Or do you feel like that got muddied along the way a little bit? No, I think that we've always had close relationships with uh, our families. So, but I think there's times where we've thought, oh, what what will this person think? You know, and we probably spent too much time with that. And it's kind of like, okay. And and it wasn't even like with this person. It's probably because we grew up at the same we grew up going to the same church and our church was very small and extremely conservative. And I think it was more of like, and we have a lot of great memories from that. And I don't, I, I cherish it. So I'm not bashing any of it in any way, but as an adult, I wouldn't, that's not where we would land. Um, even though it was, you know, a gift to our families at the time It just, I would have done certain things differently. So like even my sister and I will talk about it of like, oh, okay, we're not coming from this at like that perspective because we all were so, it's that was our echo chamber growing up. It's sort of like, that's where, when you're inundated with things on Facebook and Instagram and the same things and the same people and you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again, it's like, that's what you feel is it's that way mm-hmm. or no, there's or no, other, no other way. Right. <laughs> and so we were in a very black and white world mm-hmm. growing up. Like our bubble was kind of black and white. And so now I think Ben and I try to live more in the gray and that's, that's hard for Ben, especially like growing up um, military and him being in the military himself. Like, it's just like black, white, like black and white. This mm-hmm. is it this way or that way or this way, that way. There's no, and I was sort of like, I felt this gnawing inside of me of like, well, there kind of is this gray. And it took us a while to get there on our own. But just to also, like, just to give perspective, like I want to get, I'm sure some people probably grew up this way, but it's like literally, like growing up, I thought if you didn't vote Republican, this is going to sound dramatic, but like basically you're not a Christian. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's a very mm-hmm. dangerous place to be. And I do think there's still, that still exists in some very rural oh, areas. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And my heart for anybody that thinks that way would be like, oh, again, that compassion and grace piece, like I understand where you're coming from because that's been your echo chamber and that's what you've been inundated with. But that's not fact. It's not reality and it's no way to live. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that black and white. And you can be open to other people's um you know, ideas, ideas and policies (laughs) and, and their heart is after certain things. Like there's justice for all different categories, but it was almost like growing up, like we're like in the bubble we did, it was like justice for these few things and that's it. And if you're fighting for other causes, then I'd be careful hanging out with them, you know? And so (laughs) breaking that is very, um, very difficult. And I know that everybody there meant well, it wasn't like, again, I, I have grace for that, but we had to look at like, okay, how, where do, what kind of church do we want to go to? How do we want to raise our kids? Stuff like that. All to your point to say that you had to not only involve in your marriage, but by yourselves. And I think that our parents have even evolved from then. I'll say that too. And that's also another great thing to see is see that, you know, if you're not evolving, you're dead. Like that's something <laughs> Pat and I were talking about that on the fifth thing the other day. And it's, it's, it's cool to, I mean, both of my parents are, are gone. So I lost my mom and my dad, but my mom, I would see her kind of in that bubble, but then I would also see her actions outside of it. And I felt like she was someone that was kind of, you know, questioning some of it, <laughs> but she also was so in that she didn't want to, but she would be welcoming to other walks of life. And yeah. I would, I would see her not vote straight ticket. She'd be like, Oh, well I voted for this Democrat. And I remember being like, what? I mean, it was like very dramatic, but I don't think I realized that she did that until college. And so then, but like from nine years old to 18, like I just kind of thought it was one way or who I remember in college, I dated a Catholic and it was like the biggest deal. <laughs> and, um, that's just so funny to me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you look back on your life and you're like, wow, I learned a lot of interesting things growing up. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, too, because, again, evolving is awesome. Right. Um, and we could talk about this all day long. All day long. We got, Sorry. We got yeah. more to go. We got to go. Um, you know, at number six, we had Allie Colleen in and she performed her new song, Halos and Horns, which was so awesome. Her performance was amazing. Goosebumps. Can, yeah. Yes. You can watch that. Bobbybones.com. I want to give you a few uh, food worlds. See how you're excited about these. Okay. okay. So Seinfeld fans, did you watch Seinfeld? I know we talked about it. Some, okay. not as much as Friends, but I, 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 I still dabble in it today. Did so. you like it? Like, did yeah, you, okay, I like it. Well, not as so much as Friends. But Seinfeld yeah. fans can now order the shows like official coffees. They have four different blends. So from like the four main characters, you got Jerry's Diner Blend, Kramer's Giddy Up, George's Serenity Now, and Elaine's Little Kicks. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in coffee, they're available now oh, at beanbox.com. Yeah. Those are like some fun ones. So if you're a Seinfeld fan, I know like every time these shows put out things, especially like Friends or Gilmore Girls and stuff, people get really excited about the yeah. items that go with it. And that'd so. be a good gift. Yeah. So like if you have a the, major mm-hmm. Seinfeld fan, but will you be trying any of the Seinfeld coffee? Mm, probably not. <laughs> um, if Friends maybe put out with something from like... Um, you know, Central Perk, yes. the coffee shop they would hang out in. But I'm kind of loyal to my sister's coffee shop. Um, I That's do fair, drink though. other coffee. Um, and of course, we've endorsed various coffees on the show, like for, and we truly use it here at the studio. 
but my sister mails me Root House Co. coffee and I get it in the mail for free. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> You're like, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> Root House for life. You know, and I, I had posted a, a reel that was controversial saying like the things that I'm not like that I just don't like or that I don't eat or whatever. And one of the things was coffee. And I think I blew so many people's minds because of how early we get up. And I just have never liked the taste of coffee. Do you do any kind of caffeine in the morning? No, I do no have tea? caffeine gummies, though, that I'll eat like sometimes in the afternoon if I need like a real big pick me up for a long day or something. But I remember when I first started the show, I tried to drink coffee. I put like a bunch of creamer in it. I tried different kinds. And I did it for like a straight week. And I was like, this is not helping me. This tastes awful. I can't do it. So that was my one like jump into the coffee world. And then I just have never tried again. Mm, I love it. I look forward to my coffee every morning. I know it was a very controversial opinion. Um, Kellogg's, they dropped a new Rice Krispie treat. It's home style cinnamon sugar. Would you like that? Would you like, do you like Rice Krispie treats? I love Rice Krispie treats. Oh, good. Right. This would be like a, um, kind of like French toast tasting or cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would eat it. Well, they're, uh, they are at, your grocery store now for like a box of six or 12. So if you have kids, I remember when my parents used to make my lunches for me growing up when I'd go to school and I'd always take lunches because I was a vegetarian, right? So there's not a lot of things I could eat at the school cafeteria. Um, besides pizza day, I loved that day. That was my favorite. Um, they would put Rice Krispie treats in there often. That was like one of the treats I'd get. And they'd sometimes write notes on the little thing that was on the front of it yeah cute and so I have like Mm -hmm. such a nostalgic thing with rice krispie treats but making home style rice krispie treats are where it's at yeah so like as much as like the blue little wrapped rice krispie treats are amazing home style wins every time for sure I like to add peanut butter too or chocolate chips or something yes add Mm -hmm. a little twist to it I like it um and then the last one some students at john hopkins created edible tape why would you think people would make edible tape Honestly, I have no idea. To tape their mouths shut. <laughs> <laughs> nope. To tape, uh, to hold their tortilla together if they had a burrito. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Clever. called tasty tape. So you could eat it. They're Right now they're applying for a patent so we could see edible tape. At the grocery store soon. Oh, that's amazing. This is genius. Right? What a clever idea for like college students. Hey, shout out. I think John Hopkins is college, right? University? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to I them. think it's a hospital too, but yeah, like all the things. Sounds about right. I don't know. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. That's another thing I could talk about all day is food. So we're moving on to the next thing Um, on the show this week, coming in at number five, someone was stealing money from Eddie's kids. And we finally figured out what happened after it's been in pick a bit forever, the whole whole drama of the pick of it. Uh, We still don't also know what happened with the lunchbox in the news because that just hasn't been chosen yet. So that one stays on the docket for pick a bit. It reminds me for any of our loyal, well, not, I mean, you can still be loyal and new. So I'll say any of our old school loyal <laughs> listeners, Naked Baby. Yes. You know what that means. And it stayed on the Bobby Bone Show schedule forever. And it was hilarious. <laughs> this may be the new Naked Baby. Yeah. I have a feeling. Um, but what's been going on with your kids lately? What's, what's uh, any updates on them? Stevenson is still hardcore jujitsu, which is amazing. We go six days a week. I think I update on the show that he's been invited to be part of a leadership team. So now twice a week, he teaches like five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And so... And we did talk about this, um, like interesting enough. So like way back when, I guess like a year or so ago, my boyfriend had trained Stevenson like just one day mm-hmm. to see if he liked it. And then after that, he was like... um. I'm all in going to jujitsu. Yeah. Shortly no, after that. Like, I'm so thankful that your boyfriend was able to do that because it introduced him to it. And then we found a place that, you know, had classes. Yeah. And Monday they go to the same Saturday. gym now. Oh, he goes to that one yep. too. Yeah. Okay. This, obviously different age groups, different yeah. categories mm-hmm. of things. And like my, we're supposed to be going to Memphis in June because my boyfriend is competing professionally now in jujitsu. So is a oh, big, he's on a card and everything. Maybe and I'm like, what's happening? Stevenson and I might need to come watch. Yeah, it's in Memphis. So yeah, I'll give you all the details on that if you guys want to. But yeah, the that gym that Stevenson goes to is where my boyfriend also attends. So oh, it's that's, pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. I love that. And uh, we're just about to embark on summer. So trying to figure out Ooh, activities. Yes, what mm. to do to keep them busy. And we're looking at different camps and then how to continue the whole education thing throughout the summer without it really being education. Yes. Because, I mean, my kids still, even though, you know, Stevenson's, um, he'll be 12 this summer and then Sashira just turned 15. And it seems like they've been here forever, but they've only been in America four years. And, you know, Sashira's 15, but she learned English at 10, almost 11. <laughs> and not even what, like she probably started really speaking English well. And even this morning we were trying to talk about something and she was like, I don't know that I have the words for it, which is totally okay. Sometimes I don't even have the words <laughs> and I've been speaking English, you know, forever, but you know, I just, it's important to keep it, keep the momentum going. Cause we're just still trying to play catch up. Yeah. Um, our summer camp still a thing. Like, yeah, we got church and- camp and I'm looking at a baking camp. So she likes to bake and uh-huh. I think she's going to do a dance 
um, thing. How long are they for now? Like, I remember like there'd be camps that were like a week long. Do they still do that? Are they only a few days? We're, I'm sure those options are available where you can go to camp for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks or something, but ours are four days. Okay. So (laughs) nothing too, um, crazy, but I mean, camps are expensive and you know, when you think about it, there's a lot that goes into it and you know, the food and the staff and the lodging, like, so I get it, but it was kind of like we had to, okay, let's pick and choose which ones do we really want to do? <laughs> and then also we're going to have to weave in some, some, some reading <laughs> and some writing. A few summer and reading some, books. Yeah. And some math. <laughs> and I want to go see my sister. So we like to go to Colorado in the summer. My sister lives in Pagosa Springs and it's just a quaint little uh, mountain town with, you know, hiking and the weather is amazing and you're around family. And so we're trying to figure out a I guess trip we'll do to that. take out there, mm-hmm. yeah. A trip to Colorado, and that's kind of where where we are. And then Stashira starting high school in the fall. That's so crazy to me. That feels like it's I, bonkers. I remember I was looking at my phone. I was going through photos, and I saw pictures of when they. It was like the first year they were here, and we went ice skating when they had first like gotten here. I went with yes. you guys. Yeah, and, and the Hamiltons. Look, oh my gosh, they look so mm-hmm. young. I was like, there is no way they grow up so fast. And I cannot believe she's going to high school now. Yeah. Does that feel weird that you're like, I'm about to be a mom of a high schooler? Yes. Feel very daunting. It's very <laughs> wild. And it just shows you too, like all that can, you see how much they physically grow in four years, but then also how they've evolved emotionally. But then I look at how I've changed emotionally and all that's happened with me in four years. And I look back at those pictures and not to derail or the conversation entirely, but I look back and I see how little they are. And I also see how that was before I went into eating disorder recovery and I see it in my face and it's crazy. Yes. Because I was so stressed during that. And I think it had returned and I was a few years out from losing my mom or having lost my mom and my dad, the year the kids got here, then my dad was diagnosed with cancer and that's how I numbed and I coped. And that was my mechanism. And I look back at those pictures and I, I see how little they are. And then I see like the desperation and sadness in my face. I mean, and the inflammation from my eating disorder, which is, it's wild because do you feel it's like it's so hard obvious. to look back on those too? Like you're like, you want to look back on your kids, but do you feel like it's hard to look back on those photos? Um, no, I think I see like, oh, wow, look how little they are. And then I see, oh, wow, look how far I've come. Like I love I'm more proud of it than, and that's the only reason why I mention it now. Cause I mean, it just popped in my head and <laughs> you know, that's what we do here is just free flow, but it's just one of those things where it's so obvious to me and I don't feel sorry for that person. I more am proud of where, how far I've come because any type of recovery is extremely difficult and you have to, you know, it takes work and I, so mostly I'm just thankful for the people that have been in my life that are a part of that recovery puzzle and that I found them when I did, because I was on the fast track to like, it was going to, it was about to get bad. Yeah. And thankfully, um, you know, I had the right, you know, whatever it, you know, you never know what it is. That's going to be the final thing that it takes to be like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, but I just kind of met the right people at the right time and it, it worked. Well, I love that you can look back at those. Like I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it as hope. Yeah. Like not as like, Oh, want, want it's more like I see the pictures and it's like, wow, look how little they were. Look how sick I was. 
and then look where we all are now. So it's hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like all of you guys are in a really awesome place. And clearly somebody's going to freaking high school. Like yeah. I can't even imagine that. She's gonna be driving a car soon too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my Lanta. What about sports? Is Stasha playing any sports? I know Stevenson's doing jujitsu. Yeah, and so and he might start football in the summer. We'll see about that. We're talking about it. And then Stashira just finished track at school. She the, likes to run. She likes to run. So she might do it in high school. Uh, soccer. Um, we're kind of looking at what activities she might dabble, try cheerleading. Um, she tried basketball this last year. It kind of wasn't her thing. And then she enjoyed volleyball. We'll see. Nice. We'll see what what, yeah. what her high school, what the what the academic demand is going to be like, and then where we can fall and what we can do. They love for people to participate where she's going to be going. They would love for them to participate in everything because it's, um, but or theater. She's done that. Like what I admire about Stashira is she she'll try it all, and she'll see, and she'll she'll stick with it. Basketball is the only one she didn't, and honestly. You know, this is something that's come on the show a lot, like with Eddie and his kids, like, do you let your kids quit? And <laughs> I don't think we normally, because we had invested in like basketball lessons and it was mm. this whole thing. And I don't think we would have right away been like, okay, yeah, you can quit. But that basketball schedule was a lot, <laughs> let me tell you. And there was a lot of games and a lot of traveling and hours. And it was um, it was taxing on our on our family at the time because of other things we had going on. And we were like, I remember when she said she was going to quit basketball in my mind, I was like, or no to her. I was like, Oh, okay. Let me think about how I feel about this. But in my head, I'm like, praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. This is amazing. You had like no idea on the back end. It was going to be so exciting. I was like, hallelujah. Answered (laughs) prayer. Um, so basketball wasn't for us. Oh man. Yeah. I get, Hey, Listen, I tried to play basketball in middle school and I was always hugging people. So that didn't quite work out for me either. But you can still end up being athletic doing all the other things. I do know like the gymnastics gym I go to has like open gym or like uh, kids nights. So if they want to get into any type of that, I can also hook you up with that information because pretty cool. Yeah, cool. If they like to like roll around, tumble and jump on bars and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's another one that maybe that could be something for the summer. For Let's them talk about that. Yes. I'll just drop them off with you. You take them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can. I can take them for the day. They can come hang out with Morgan and Remy. We can go on a hike. It'd be great. Perfect. I got them too in the summer. I'm here. I'm not doing anything besides working. So yeah. <laughs> I, that's the one thing too as adults that I'm like, dang, we really like didn't take advantage of having our summers off when we were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back on that and I'm like, dang, I want to have summers off as an adult. Yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, El Arroyo is a Mexican restaurant in Austin that puts up funny signs. And I talk about their signs all the time on the fifth thing. So on that episode, Kat and I always open the episode with a quote. And it'll either sometimes be serious or an El Arroyo sign, <laughs> which they're normally like a meme sort of, but on a sign. And they have one that they've put on a coffee mug that they sell that says, Dear Naps, I'm sorry I was such a jerk to you as a kid. <laughs> So many things. There's so many things I look back from my childhood. I'm like, dang, I really did not like appreciate that for what it was when it was happening. Yeah. (laughs) I also want to ask you too. I was thinking about this because I was at um, my hairstylist the other day and I'm so tired. And normally, I mean, you know me, I'm a pretty talkative person. I can talk to a wall pretty easily. Yeah. But sometimes when you're just tired, like you don't want to talk, right? Which of these situations do you feel like you have to talk to an employee, like the service member, whoever you're interacting with? And which of the times you feel like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to. Okay. okay. Getting your hair done. 
Do you feel like you always have to talk? No. Okay. And I've been with my hair person for a long time. We'll talk or either not talk. I have my computer. She knows sometimes I need to work or maybe I can, I could walk in and look at her and say, Hey, I can't, I have, this is where I'm at today. And she'd be like, Oh my gosh, like, let's not talk. That's great. Whatever you need. Or I can be like, Hey, can you talk to me about this? (laughs) Or I might be like, Oh, I have this deadline. I have to work. So I feel like I can do it any of the above with her. I do feel like hairstyles sometimes double as therapists in a way too. So I think that's 100%. true. <laughs> yes. She's seen me laugh, cry and everything in between. Yes. In the okay. chair, all in the chair, <laughs> all in the chair. The It's like a therapy chair in yeah, itself, especially sure. when you're getting like the head massage yeah. and everything. Amazing. Shout out Leah. <laughs> that's my girl. Um, getting a spray tan. I don't really talk. I want them to focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, Some, if you open your mouth, do you get like sprayed with right. tanner? <laughs> So sometimes I find myself talking and I'm like, why am I talking? Stop talking. This is my body. And she's spraying it right now. (laughs) And I'm going to emerge like I want her like I don't want her to get distracted by my words and like forget to do a leg. Right. You're like, I'm going to end up with like one white leg. Right. Um, Getting your nails done. Both similar to my. Yeah. No, I I probably don't talk as much for whatever reason. But. Do you have like a nail person? I tend to like sometimes I'll just walk into a place because I also was another thing I'd mentioned. I don't like paying for them because I can paint my own nails when I actually take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad about that because I always mess up my nails. So I hate paying for it because then like two days later I end up messing them up. Right. I'm like the worst about that. So I don't really have someone I go to regularly. And maybe that's why I feel like it's awkward because I'll go into this random stranger and I'm just sitting there quietly mm-hmm. while they're like working on my nails. And you can't like get on your phone or do anything. Like you're just sitting there like looking at your nails. My friend Kaya introduced me to this girl, Kate, that does nails in town. And she does like the nail art. And oh, that's yes. so fun. So similar to you, I go through phases where I'm like, why am I paying to have my nails done? I can just paint them myself. So I'll go for a little bit like that. And then if we have a big work event or something come yes. up, then I'll get with Kate and like, she'll do something fun. And then I'll be like, oh, this is so, <laughs> like, I just feel like a new person. And I, this yes. is so great. And oh, I love it. And there, then there's nothing that makes yeah. you feel better, right? Like, this is a great thing. And I wish I could do it all the time. But I, for whatever right. reason, I, I just can't. Same. I'm kind of in and out. And sometimes I'm so bad at it. So like I'll text Kate and I'll be like, can you do my nails like tomorrow? Because I forget. <laughs> and then she's obviously busy and I don't want to disrespect the fact that she has a lot going on. And so I, I've i tried to get better at that, like looking at the calendar. And if I have something where I would want fun nails, then I try to book it. If not, then I kind of just paint them myself. Yes. Sometimes that last minute paint yourself, you're like, hey, I'm pretty proud of myself. I did that. I did a paint job on my yeah. nails. Yeah. Um, sitting in an Uber. Do you talk to the Uber? Not really, no. Yeah, same. I tend to sit quietly in the back. Yeah. And I don't have a bad rating, so I'm assuming most of them might enjoy that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just never can tell. And I think I've had a couple of awkward experiences where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't know. I don't know if you've ever done this. I think I've maybe done it like one time in my life when I'm like waiting for people. But like sitting up at a bar by yourself, do you feel like you have to talk to the bartender? And have you ever done that? I don't feel like I have to talk to them and I'm not sure that I've ever done that. Yeah. It depends on, I can't, I haven't, I mean, I'm not opposed to going anywhere and sitting alone at a bar, but it's been a minute since I've done it. I know. Well, it doesn't happen very often because most of the time when you get out too, as you get older, you're kind of engaging with the people in your life. Like those are the times that you get out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it happened to me more often in college when I'd be waiting for people and I'd just be sitting at the bar waiting. 
But I was like thinking about that. And two, working at like Buffalo Wild Wings, we always had so many regulars come in and just sit at the bar. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dang, do they just like come to talk to the bartender or do they just come because they like the environment? Because I was always so curious about that. I feel like some uh, some people are creatures of habit and they like the environment. It's comforting that for, to them to know that every Wednesday they have this is what their plan is. My dad was like that and he talked to everybody. I mean, he had his grocery stores, he had his restaurants, he had his people and he made friends with everybody. And it, he would sit at the bar and he would talk. But I mean, when he would go through phases of being hooked at certain restaurants, like he loved to go and get that appetizer or that meal. <laughs> but he was a foodie like he was in the restaurant business for so many years that he had regular restaurants where it was like, yep, every Tuesday there's Cliff. I mean, he would kind of rotate and move on and find different things, but he was very a creature of habit. When he liked something, he liked it. Mm -hmm. And not in an obsessive, um, like OCD type way, which if that's the case for you listening, like that, that's, that's your thing. That's totally fine too. I'm not knocking that, but it was very, he was one of those people that probably would have been <laughs> there at Buffalo Wild Wings with you. I remember, I mean, my dad loved, speaking of wings, he loved Hooters wings though. He always mm -hmm. said they had the best. And on <laughs> in high school, I was on a date with a guy and we were in Austin and there's a Hooters at the corner of Barton Springs and Lamar or First Street. Maybe it's Barton, whatever, whatever that intersection is. And there's a big glass window and like bar stools, like where you can like, if you're sitting at, at those bar stools, you're facing the window and you can see the traffic. And I'm on a date and we pull up to the red light and I look over and in the window, I see my dad and my stepmom at the time oh gosh. and they were eating at Hooters. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, there's my dad. Uh, That's hilarious. Did he see you? And not that there's anything wrong with Hooters, but for me in high school, being a kid and your dad being at Hooters <laughs> with his wife. It just was, you know, it's just like all the high school guys, they always want to go to Hoosiers because what the girls were wearing. Yeah. And then there's my dad. Did he see you? I mean, yeah, we waved. And then later I was like, dad, <laughs> you're so embarrassing. And, and, and honestly, Morgan, I'm pretty sure his answer, he's like, well, you know, we like to go to Hooters every Wednesday night or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> have you been a, ever been a regular at a restaurant before? In Southern Pines, when we lived in North Carolina, okay. that season of life where I was telling you, I think it was like the best years of our marriage. Um, and that's because I think we loved the little town we lived in. We lived downtown. Now, my husband was stationed at Fort Bragg, which is about 30 minutes away. But he we, we didn't have to live on base. So we opted to live in Southern Pines because it was this quaint this horse golf community. A lot of retired people and military people. <laughs> so uh, so the military people were young, but our neighbors um, ha owned the nicest restaurant downtown. And he was they the wife, Marion, she ran it. And the the husband, Warren, it was his restaurant. It was called Chef Warren's. And we went there regularly. I mean, obviously, we wanted to support them. And it being the nicest restaurant in town, <laughs> sometimes we just went from, like got an appetizer and split it and like a drink. And then that was it. Um, other times we would go for a full blown meal, but that's, we were there. We were regulars for sure, but it was fun. <laughs> it was like, you know, like cheers where everybody knows your name. <laughs> dun, oh, I, think, dun, 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 dun. I wish like more people had regular mm -hmm. things. I don't think it happens as often yeah. with like the younger and generation. Always glad you came. <laughs> like we would walk in and it would be like, hugs, hey, uh -huh. hug. You, you know? like create a community around mm -hmm. food and having drinks, and that's a great time. Yeah, right? like if I were to go back to Southern Pines right now and visit, I would go there, and the exact same thing would happen. Yeah. And it would be like no time has passed, and, you know, that was 
a cool experience and people that honestly ended up being like a huge part of, yeah, why we experienced the town the way that we did and probably why that season of our life was such a blessing was because of the people that we met. And like even my dad, when we lived there, he was going through some hard stuff and he came to stay with us for a little bit. And because my dad loved food and loved to cook, I remember Chef Warren being like, have your dad join me in the kitchen. And it was an open kitchen, open bar. So like you could sit at the bar and you see the chefs working and it was cool, you know, for us to go up there one night. My dad's like in the kitchen with a towel over his shoulder, like <laughs> being his little sous chef, uh, chef War- for Chef Warren. And like that. But if we if we hadn't invested in that relationship and we didn't go regularly, then I don't know that he that would have ever happened. offered up that experience for my dad, which ended up being very therapeutic. So you just never know what relationships will come from something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we need to at least uh, my like. The, the younger side of the millennials need to like make that a cool thing to go do and become a regular. Become a regular. Yeah. Little restaurants. We support restaurants in the community. And then you like start having new friends and stuff. I think that's fun. Yeah. Well, there you go. We started. We, we're trying to start a new trend. If it, if it happens on TikTok, Amy and I created it. Credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, at number four this week, we had the Cadillac 3M, which was also an awesome performance. They performed Um, Two of their songs, one of them was White Lightning, Um, but they were talking about in the interview that they're touring right now with Miranda Lambert and Little Big Town and some fun party stories that they're having a good time on the road because how awesome would that be to tour with them? Amy, if you were an opening act, say you're a country artist, right? Who would you want to tour with? Like, who do you feel like would be so epic to you? And you can think about it, kind of be like, okay, who would it be? Like, if you could choose two big artists... Because I think mine would be Eric Church and Kenny Chesney. I feel like it would just be an epic good time. Like mm-hmm. I'd be barefoot on a beach or like rolling in with my aviators and just having shots backstage with both of them. And I feel like that would be so much fun all the time. Okay. Well, I'm going on tour with George Strait and Little Big Town. Right? Okay. Yeah. Why would you choose them? Well, because I feel like with Little Big Town, you get, it's more, the more the merrier. And I just adore Karen and Kimberly. And I think that they would just be so much fun. And then uh, probably because I'm watching them on tour with Miranda Lambert, <laughs> the bandwagon tour that they're doing together. And I'm like, that just looks like so much fun. They always and look like they're having a good time. I do love me some Miranda Lambert. Obviously, George is my favorite artist of all time. And so if I could be on tour with him, obviously. Do you think he's like coming in tour, like performing and then going off stage? Or do you think he's like hanging out backstage and stuff? Well, since this is all hypothetical and a fantasy, he's uh-huh. hanging out. Okay. Drinking <laughs> some tequila, maybe? <laughs> yeah, but he's probably at a point in his career where he just like gets off stage, hands his guitar to someone and then gets in his car and goes. Yes. <laughs> so. But hypothetically, it'd be a really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, hypothetically, we're all hanging out. We're chilling, yes. having a good time. You're going to be with George Strait in Little Big Town. I'll be with Eric Church and Kenny Chesney and yeah. it'll be great. So great. And then if the tours collided, that also would be awesome. Perfect. In a stadium. Yeah, we're at the, <laughs> we're all at the same festival. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I Heart Country Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any uh, jams right now that you're you're really getting to on music? Could be country, could be anything. Gosh, I am Old Dominion has a song right now. I can't think of the name. Oh, let me I see. I was pulling up my thing to pulling look. it up. Uh-huh. It's so good. Is it from their recent album? Yes, it's a new. It's a new mm. song. Oh, now I we're know. looking at okay, it. Okay, wait. Make it sweet, well, smooth, that's old. sailing, one man band, never shoot. be sorry. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to think of it. It's, of course, on the spot. <laughs> I know. I, I was just winging that one. I know that we um, are in radio and we're supposed to know like all the things, but I've been not listening to 
too much music lately at all. I also am a big fan of Morgan Wade, which I know Bobby loves, and I mm. really love the song Wilder Days. Oh, it's so good. I love Ingrid Andrus's new song with Sam Hunt. Yes. Uh, Have you heard her new song? Um, I think it's called Someone. Mm, hold on. That's an amazing one, too, if you like Ingrid. Oh, she is so Seen someone good. else. See, mm. New song. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. I probably have heard it, but then it's just more like I music. I need like hints and clues and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's it. Like things just don't naturally like when we play music shows on the or music games on the show. I'm always like, shoot. But then the minute Bobby gives a hint or he plays a little clip, I'm like, it all comes flooding back to me. So I'm not the best person to be put on the spot with music. But if I had to just say right now, um, it's whatever that old Dominion song is. <laughs> One of them on it's, there. Uh, Morgan Wade. It's well, Ingrid Andress. Uh, and there's, I mean, Marin Morris circles around this town. I really like mm-hmm. anything Marin um, does. I'm looking forward to Ryan Hurd's song, Pass It On, like gaining momentum because I feel like that song is so fun <laughs> and so good. When Marin and Hardy and uh, Ryan came and performed that, I just was like okay this song is so good and then speaking of hardy i mean dirks and breland and hardy like beers beers on on me me. that Mm -hmm. song grew on me like no other listen if you're a breland fan Mm -hmm. like i've been on that ever since he like kind of started to really come up there's so many songs in his catalog that i'm obsessed with like there's a funny song like that just puts me in a good vibe it's called hot sauce from Breland. So uh-huh. if you just want like a, a song to make you smile and like feel good, listen to Hot Sauce by Breland. Okay. It's like, if you like the beers on me, you're going to love that vibe. Breland's definitely a cool one coming up for sure. But those are some good ones. Old Dominion, Maren Morris, Ingrid, and Dark Breland Hardy. Breland Hardy, Ryan Hurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, once I get rolling, I could probably start rattling off even more. Um, but, you know, for me, sometimes it goes in waves where I'm like really feeling whatever's on the radio and I'm into it because that's my main I my main source of music is the radio. Mm-hmm. And I'm old school like that. Yeah, like I, I um, but I again, because I've been listening to other things like parenting podcasts and stuff <laughs> like that, I haven't been as dialed in. And of course, on the Bobby Bone Show, when music is playing, that's when we get to use the bathroom. That's our um, break time. <laughs> or that's when we're, you know, recording things for other markets or doing things like we're yeah. constant. We're not just sitting there like jamming out. <laughs> yeah, as much as we wish that's what we were doing. That's yeah. not what we're doing. Um, I'll give you I'll give you some of mine because I am I'm really good about listening to new music. I also do like a first listen Friday thing on iHeartRadio's like Twitter spaces. So I'm constantly listening to different genres of new music too and so someone who I've been obsessed with for a while is Dermot Kennedy he has a song right now that's called something to someone jam everything he puts out is a jam but that one's really good um the pitbull Zach Brown collab can't stop us now is also (laughs) one of my jams didn't expect like I heard it I was like oh this is good did not expect that I would love it the way that I do I work out to it often nice um so if you need like a workout song like this I have this whole playlist it's like just good music that I listen to it just puts me in like a good vibe anytime I put it on it's like it's all happy songs or like relatable songs. So it makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of these are. And then there's something else. I was looking for it, but I can't find it now. Wilder Days is on this, by the way, your Morgan Wade song. Um, But Patrick Droney is another one of my really big favorites. And Andy Grammer. You guys heard me talk about Andy Grammer before, but he has a song called Joy. So if you just want a song about joy, great song. 
But yeah, then Patrick Droney. So we just gave you a playlist of at least 10 different artists to put together mm-hmm. for like good vibes this weekend. Yeah. So I think those are some. But yeah, you should. I think you'd really like Something to Someone by Dermont Kennedy. Okay. I'll the great one. Check that one out. I am enjoying, obviously, Fancy Like still a jam, but yes. AA has, like, that one gets in my head. Like, and Walker is actually on my Four Things podcast this week, Walker Hayes. And we, in our, in the episode, in the interview at the end, we do a little sing along with that. Oh, I love that. Because there's a line in the song, speaking of like playing songs on the radio, he's been writing songs forever. And he's like, just trying to write a song that the local country station will play. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay out of AA. And Very whenever catchy. I hear that line, I was telling him in our interview, I said, I get goosebumps for him because I'm like, listen, you're singing about how you've been like grinding it out, trying to write songs that you'll just, will anybody play it? Well, the radio station please play it and uh and I'm listening to it on the local radio station here in Nashville I'm like shout out big 98 and I get goosebumps for him because I'm like and he's playing on local radio stations across the country yeah and so that line just gets me every time and so we did a little sing-along on the oh man okay definitely gotta check that out don't miss that Mm -hmm. this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This one was not only fun to hear on the radio, but visually also super cool. So I got uh, a blindfolded smell test. We decided to see where my nose actually sits post-COVID from August because I haven't had my smell basically since August. I've been getting whiffs of things, but we really tested it out. My hair almost caught on fire. It was the whole thing that happened. Um But I'm really excited about something that just happened because I do, even though I don't have my smell, Amy, I have my taste for the most part, I think. Things could be tasting wrong and I would have no idea. Um, But I'm so freaking excited. I ordered it 
Mexican pizza at Taco Bell is back. Oh, I love Mexican pizza from Taco it's Bell. Back. And like on, so it came back officially on Thursday, but somebody posted about it on Tuesday and I found out that you could go on the app and order it early. I did it like right away. I was like, I'm getting this Mexican pizza. It was the happiest day I think I've had in a hot minute. It made me that happy. Oh, it is so good. Fun fact, my mom worked for Taco Bell growing up. Well, <laughs> full story is she worked at the main office for my sister's husband. She ended up marrying him. But at the time we were kids, so they were not married, but all of our, our families were friends and my sister's husband's dad owned 75 Taco Bells. Oh my God. <laughs> and my mom was his executive assistant. That's like, amazing. At, the, at their corporate office, like they're in Austin there, it was called Aust Taco. And so my mom had this little ID card and we got 50% off Taco Bell. I'm so jealous. So like a bean burrito was like 40 cents. Of all the things I can be jealous of, Amy, that's the thing I'm jealous of. I know. We had so much Taco Bell, Morgan, you would have died. Oh my God, I love it. Listen, Mm -hmm. we always get asked to on the show, people are like, if the show ends, like, what would you do? And I'm like, you know, I don't think I would put it against me to try and find a corporate job at Taco Bell, like doing some marketing digital media with Taco Bell. Right. The main I mean, because, yeah, he was a franchisee, but the main Pepsi owns or yes. at least did at the time. But I think like Pepsi, they own Pepsi, Taco Bell, KFC. Yum. It's the yum brand. Yes. Yum. Like I would totally go all in on that. Like, yes, I could totally do the Taco Bell thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be my my other job. But so it was just more of a also a public service announcement because oh. I know everybody's been waiting for this moment. But that's back. legit. Mexican pizza is so good. Actually, now that I think about it, it's probably one of my it, it's might be my favorite Taco Bell item but I don't know bean burrito no onions and sour cream pretty good oh that is that does sound right pretty good does I it know. have meat on it no oh yeah bean burrito so it's beans cheese onions but you have to ask for the sour cream and then you have to say no onions okay I don't want the onions are a little they're like square and crunchy oh but have you tried that. the cheesy fiesta potatoes do you no. like potatoes? Did they have those in the 90s? They did. that's when I was eating there the most. <laughs> remember, that's not. when I got it for um, half off. So, Well, if you no. go and you do get a Mexican pizza, then you also need to get some cheesy Fiesta potatoes. Okay, I'll have to try those. We, you know, I go occasionally with the kids and I get... Um, Pintos and cheese. Like, yeah. I love that. That's oh, good. Oh, then you'll, yeah, you'll love cheesy. They're, they come in a little bowl. It's potatoes and their cheese and sour cream. Oh, and it's I, amazing. Sour cream is my jam. Yes. Like that's low-key a great, like, I don't know what you call that condiment. Yeah, you forget about it. And in so fact, good. I forgot about it for years because I didn't allow dairy. And thank goodness, the beauty about being an eating disorder recovery, because I don't have a dairy intolerance. You can eat <laughs> um, it. I can eat it. And it brings me joy. I love that. Sour cream so, is then so good. you need good. these cheesy Fiesta potatoes and a Mexican pizza in your life. Again. I need them. I'm going to go. So a little yeah. little PSA for all my other taco, because everybody's been tagging me in it too, because everybody That's knows so how funny. I love it. Um, but too, I want to know. So, you know, an inconvenience about yourself. This is like, uh, in a way, just kind of looking at you. For me, like being a vegetarian, whenever I go somewhere, if it's a barbecue or a wedding, like I feel inconveniencing to myself because I always have to be accommodated, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I want to know what the thing for you is. Like if you had to choose an inconvenience about yourself that you're like, mm, I wish that could change, but I can't. Oh. Do you have one? Gosh, I mean, it probably would have been my struggle with being ready on time. Like work-wise, I'm not late. I show up, obviously. If you're late to the Bobby Bone <laughs> Show, you get sent home. So that is not a problem, but probably just getting ready on a personal level for things or like if we're going to dinner like that, especially because 
my husband is such a stickler for time. <laughs> uh, that is annoying. Um, I know it's an interesting to like thing to look about yourself because I wouldn't change it. I love I love being vegetarian and it's fine. But I just I never think about it until I'm in certain situations and I'm like, oh, it's kind of inconveniencing. Right. But I mean, I it is inconvenient that like I don't always really care about time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not like I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. And that but that's something honestly I've been working on. um, But sometimes I don't want to get my hair wet. And that sounds weird, but like when you've got kids and they want to maybe swim or do something or maybe I'm, there's a hike and I'm like, oh, God, I think through like how sweaty is I going to make my hair and do I have dry shampoo? And because it's I can't some people, you know, can wash their hair and just air dry no. and like no th- like it's, you know, or like guys, they don't have to think about that. And then me, it's like, OK, <laughs> so this sounds really ridiculous, but it's also something that's annoying that I have to think through. And I'm trying not to live that way anymore. It's like, OK, screw it. Whatever. If I have to wash my hair, big deal. No, I do. But sometimes like I literally make decisions based on whether or not I have to wash my hair. I think that's very fair. And I think there's a lot of women that relate to that. I know I do because I hate getting my hair wet or mm-hmm. if I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to wash my hair now. It right. does not make me happy. Like right. it's not something that makes me feel good. <laughs> so there you go. There's two for me. Yes. Hair and it. time. <laughs> I love it. And I think that was a great one. So we got, we got hair time and being a vegetarian. That's what we got working with over here. Um, but I do also too want to talk about because coming in at number two, Bobby received his honorary doctorate. It could go at number one super easily too, but um, you guys also engaged with the number one like hardcore online uh, about that one. So uh, they basically are at the same. I know Lunchbox likes to take into account the numbers on this Best Bits podcast, but don't. They're all great. <laughs> um, do you, you have, you know, Bobby had this super awesome moment. He's named it one of the top three coolest moments of his life. But do you have anything coming up that you're super excited for? Well, I mean, I just about? filmed that movie. Yes. So when that comes out, the holiday season, mm-hmm. it's very so exciting. It's a Christmas movie that's going to stream on HBO Max. <laughs> and I would say filming it is one of the top coolest things I've ever done in my career. And I loved every second of it. And it was so amazing. And I was on set for about 14 hours. So it was, and, you know, then had show prep for the Bobby Bone show and was still doing the show from there. And so it was a wild day, but amazing. Oh, I'm and so excited to see mm-hmm. you in it. I'm very, very, very excited. I'm not excited to watch myself because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just going to cringe. I don't have acting experience. So honestly, I don't even know how my scene translated, but I guess they were happy enough with it to where they were like, okay, scene. Well, that means Cut. They, they probably thought it looked genuine though, which is all you can ask for an acting, right? I don't right? know. I think they were like, well, this is probably the best we're going to get out of the radio girl. No. But <laughs> oh, that's um, not true. I will see. I think, you know, I was talking to my friend Gracie yesterday. We were on a walk and we were talking about, yeah, having like a, you know, a viewing party or when yeah, it comes you sh- out. Yes, like ha- ha- we should absolutely yes, do that. We should. But then I feel like when it's time for my scene, I'm going to need a blanket and I'm going to want to crawl under it and just be like, oh my yes, gosh. Yes, but you can do Tell that. Tell me when it's over. Tell me when it's over. You can do that. Everybody else can ev- cheer you on. <gasps> okay, well, I appreciate it, the, the cheers, because I feel like also too... Friends might be like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. (laughs) No, I think the only person, if anybody ever does that, and this is what I've learned because you're very close to your sister, too. I have three older sisters. One of them has always been great about always being honest with me about everything. She keeps me very humble. And I'm sure your sister does the same for you. 
Yeah. And you do that for each other and just like bringing you back down to earth. Right. Yeah. I, I better, my sister better not go too hard or I'll slam her for her uh, building roots episodes. <laughs> but I think she would give you an honest review. That's nice, but honest. Yeah. So I think you're going to have that regardless if you have a watch. Well, don't worry. My kids will keep it straight. Yes, they that, will. That they too. do not sugarcoat things at all whatsoever. But how cool would it be if you're like kids, your kids are going to see this. Mm-hmm. First of all, like mom's going to be on TV. Amazing they don't care. moment. They don't care, but yeah. That's what you think until it happens. They're gonna be like, mom was on TV. And then what if they're like, I can just hear them both being like, mom, that was pretty good. Okay. How cool would that be? Okay, that'll be really special. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm picturing it now. I think you just gotta manifest that. You gotta just like put that out there. Right, which I manifested being in the movie. Exactly. Too. I mean, so I'm now you saying... have to manifest the reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is wild. Um, <laughs> so I'm, but I, that's probably a, a huge career high from this year, yeah. which came at the right time. Like I was, uh, you know, talking about it with someone the other day about how, if that role had been offered to me in May of last year, I would have had to say, no, I couldn't do it. I didn't have the capacity. There's no way. Absolutely. 0% chance I could have gone and done it. And I just was like, thank goodness they came in 2022 because <laughs> I was able to say yes, because mm-hmm. it would have been devastating to say no. Yeah. Um, but, you know, right but time. it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So I was just I was like, you know, a weird way to have like reverse gratitude. of Like, <gasps> well, thank God this came now of like having, you know, because or like putting myself through, you know, just scenarios. But also I shared that as like again, back to hope and why sometimes we share what we do or bits and pieces that we do. Nobody's going to know our full story. Only certain people may have access to that. And then it's always up to you what you want to tell and when you want to tell it and how you want to tell it. But, um, you know, what we are able to share at times, and I think a lot of why we do, you you included, and a, a project you have coming up that you're working on is like, so that people don't feel alone. And then also to offer that hope of like, I don't know where you are right now, but like, this is kind of where I was and it was really difficult and hard. And it was this, and I thought I was the only person and I thought I was never going to get out of it. And it was scary and daunting and low, but I'm here to say now that I'm on the other side of it with work and, and, you know, perseverance and support and all the things that like, what a difference some time can make. Yeah, And, you know, it's just, just a reminder that if you're in the weeds of it right now, if you're in the thick of it, like you're just, I hope you know that there's, there's something on the other side. Absolutely. I also can't hear when, when people say in the thick of it, do you know the TikTok song when they're like into the thick of it? Into the thick I of it. All I can think of anytime. <laughs> oh, great. Now that's in my head too. Into the thick of it. I didn't yeah. even mean to. Because mm-hmm. what you just said was really important and it is something people should hear too. Just like keep kind of, I, I hate saying keep pushing because like sometimes it sucks to push. Sometimes you just need to sit in it and not do anything. Yeah. Right? It's what's, it's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. It's what's the next right step. And sometimes one day the next right step might be you sitting and doing nothing yes. with it and maybe taking a day off from trying to yes. <laughs> fix it or change it or work on it or grow. Um, but just know that there's light right. and there is another side to it. You just have to get there. Right. And that's important however you get there for and you. And eventually one day, hopefully you can have the perspective and you don't have to. But what I've learned through different experiences I've had is once I'm able to cross that line and I can get on the other side of it, I have 
I'm up, I'm climbing up. So therefore I'm more at the top of something and I can look out and see the bigger picture and I can either be like, woe is me. I can't believe that still happened. And I can be stuck in it or I can look at it and be like, oh, wow, look how that grew me in this area. And that, you know, challenged me here, but it built this character and it built this quality and it helped fine tune this and it helped build this relationship or it helped, you know, you know, put a boundary up in this other relationship or whatever it is that you've needed to do for yourself. Hopefully you can look at those experiences and know that if they had not happened, you wouldn't be where you are. And that victim mentality, if you can't get there, and I speak from experience where I've stayed in the victim spot too long, but that was me doing it to myself in different scenarios. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just such a tough spot to be in. But when you're in a cycle, sometimes it's hard to get out and you don't know, but just, um, a great book that talks about a lot of that is Donald Miller's, um, book. Uh, what is it? Why is it not coming to me me right now? Hold on hero on a mission. Got it. Okay. Um, it's called, (laughs) it's like, it'll come to me hero on a mission. And he talks about our lives and our stories and, you know, in any good movie, there's four characters. There's the villain, the guide, the hero, um, and the victim. Mm. And so, and you see those different characters play out in any good movie. Yeah. But then when you think about your own life, like when have you been the victim of something? Um, rightfully so. But then are you stuck in victim mentality? Mm-hmm. When have you been the villain? When have you been able to rise up and be the hero? When have you gone through stuff and then been able to help those that 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 are now in a similar position position and you get to walk alongside them? You're the guide. Mm-hmm. Like where what what do you, what do you want your story to look like? That reminds me of a of an audio too that I heard on Instagram reels are so out there right now. There's so many of them, but there's one that I've held that hopefully someday I can create like something too, but it's like um, remember that you play a different character in everybody else's story. Mm-hmm. Like you may play a villain to some people. Mm-hmm. You may play the great person. You may play a friend. You may p- play an ex. Like your character changes across the board. So it's no different that you have your own characters in your own life too. Absolutely. And it's, I think the self-awareness to know that and know that everyone's going to experience you differently And some people have experienced me as the guide and some people have experienced me as the victim and some people have experienced me as the villain. And that's, that sucks. It's a lot to take on, but it's like, oh shoot, you know, and sometimes I don't even see that till years later or Mm -hmm. I see it a few months later or the next five minutes, you know, we, you know, depending on what's going on or any given situation. And then it's like, okay, what do you want to do with it now that you have the awareness? Yeah, exactly. There's so many, th- I mean, we're getting so many moments from maybe right now that I hope you guys are taking. Notes. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. Well, I'm just regurgitating. Like that book was so I profound to me. I love Donald Miller anyway. Uh, but, and my sister is actually the one that told me about it. She was reading it her and her husband were reading at the same time. So they were fighting over it and they were highlighting it and they got pencils in the mar, you know, writing in the margin. <laughs> and then I downloaded it and got it. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of like listening to a book, but also having the physical copies so I can like do both. And sometimes I listen and read along just to help with absorption. And there's another book called um, Limitless by Jim Quick. And it's a, it's a brain book. 
and it talks about, I'm pretty sure he said you shouldn't read for longer than like, now I can't remember the exact time. (laughs) Clearly didn't, but like 20, 25 minutes. But sometimes you can be like, oh, I want to sit down with a book and I want to learn. I want to absorb this. And like, especially someone for me where I'm working on my ADD and trying to focus and figure out different tips and tools and any tricks to just absorb information instead of it going in, out. (laughs) And so that was something that, that, that I, I want to, I need to go back and revisit clearly. But that was a, that was interesting to hear him say that he's like, even about this book right here that you're listening to, I want you to set a timer or that you're reading, set a timer, only read my book this long per session, because otherwise you're not going to take it all in. I love that though. I love that he's telling you that in the thing, like, Hey, don't keep reading my book the whole yeah, time. Don't like, binge my book. Get it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know if you said that specifically, don't binge my book. No, but, but that's essentially what we do. We do it with most things, right? Because right? you get so into it and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to know everything and I want to listen to it or I want to listen to it all the time. But it's like you should do it in increments yes, and give yourself time with it. I will say another book, too, that's not in the, the same vein of the ones Amy's talking about, but kind of what we talked about earlier about like kind of getting out of an echo chamber. Really great book called um, The World is Blank. I can't say the word. A book about hope. It's by Mark Manson, and it like just gives you a different perspective on a lot of things, and it kind of sets aside a lot of things you might have grew up around. So it challenges you. He has another one that's like um, about something about smiling. Let me look them up while I'm doing this. But uh, the books were so good. They ha- he has one that's the subtle art of not giving a f. The other one is everything oh, yes. is F, a book mm-hmm. about hope. Mm-hmm. And they're so good. Like, I can't recommend the books enough. I don't read all that often um, because I'm on my computer working way too much. Um, but those two books are really good. So now you also have book suggestions, too, from this podcast, which I love. But I want to wrap up on this last one. Coming in at number one was when the show read their sleep stories to show you their calming voices that they had or soothing voices, which was hilarious. You guys all loved it. And if you like miss the video, it's up on YouTube and bobbybones.com and you can watch that. So I want to close out with just some odd things that have happened recently. Um, Amy, you saw a man walking a raccoon. Yes, I did. (laughs) And then Lunchbox had apparently seen the same guy with a raccoon at a restaurant, which I think is amazing. Also, I did not like, I know raccoons are decently friendly but like i did not know you could well i have honestly a raccoon thought a nobody's gonna believe me <laughs> and then lunchbox is like oh my gosh i saw the same guy <laughs> i want to know when the raccoon was walking was he like being good on the leash yeah it's like when i walk my cat <laughs> i don't know i mean i was driving along so it's not like i spent time with yeah, it and i didn't have time you, to like, video or it. take a picture and that's why i was like oh my gosh I can't believe we're just a guy like walking a, a raccoon. Did you do a double take too? Where you're kind of like, did I actually just see that? Yeah. I mean, it was almost like, what? <laughs> but, you know, I saw what I saw. It was a raccoon. Hilarious. Man. I had to bring that up again because mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit on the show this week. Um, and two, something that, that happened to me in a workout class. So I went and took a workout class and it was about 30 minutes in that I realized I was doing a boxing class and the guy next to me was live streaming his entire workout. And I'm in the background of the video the whole time. That's not right. Right? Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, this, who, how many strangers just watched me for 30 minutes hit a bag and do these abs? Not only that, Amy. Okay. After I figured out this was happening, I proceeded to watch him. We have like a part of this class is doing ab exercise. 
right? I proceeded to watch him like put his feet in front of the camera and like do the ab exercises in like full on in front of the camera. Oh my. What what was his point though? I don't know. Like is he leading like a I don't think that's it. Like he was an older gentleman. I just don't know if like I have seen like a lot of like Is he doing like OnlyFans? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe. I do not know what like random site I got put on. Elderly OnlyFans. Uh, I, I do see like silver. I do see the elderly FaceTime, like Facebook Live, a lot of things often. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a generational thing, and they just feel like that's how they can share mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But I saw this happening. I was like, this can one. This cannot be like nobody's consented around us for this to happen. And two, like I just feel like it's so strange to share an entire forty-five minute workout class on your Facebook like right. live stream and then not like have people around you know or <laughs> sign a release <laughs> something I was like dang I just did all these things like I'm probably just sitting back here like you know messing with my hair and punching the bag and all these strangers online are probably commenting about things I'm doing I didn't even know what's happening right <laughs> Isn't that strange it is now I want to know what he was doing I know so strange behavior of people i mm-hmm. think we're just in an interesting time where um you know we're just seeing all all of it come out everybody's yes. just letting it all out mm-hmm. and next <laughs> time walking next time streams. it happens you might have to ask him if you see him again oh i need to be like what what do you do with that video mm-hmm. well, like we, we want to know <laughs> um but i had to have us we had some some great conversations about so much but i had to have us also wrap up on some funny things because you know life's also fun too yes um but amy give them uh one more reminder where they can find you where they can hear you all that good stuff radio amy is my instagram and twitter amy brown on facebook speaking of that if you're if you're <laughs> over there i uh watch my live stream <laughs> yeah if you're live stream my workouts i have um, well, we mentioned the podcast earlier, but my guest this week is Walker Hayes. So it's four things with Amy Brown, two episodes a week, every Tuesday, every Thursday. And then I have uh, an uh, eating disorder recovery podcast called Outweigh, which loads every Saturday. And that's just one word, Outweigh podcast. And I had a co-host for that for the first two years that we had it, Lisa Haim, and she recently departed. Um, but in the best way, she still has, she's, uh, has a podcast on my network, um, called the truthiest life. Yeah. And she really wanted to focus on that and she just became a mom. And so now I just have, um, various, uh, registered dietitians in Nashville that focus on eating disorder recovery as my, uh, rotating guests, I love because that. again, I'm not trying to be the expert. I want to just be, um, the voice of, you know, sharing some of my story and then a story of recovery and and hope in my experience. But I want to lean into the experts when it comes to to stuff like that. And they're just 15, 20 minute episodes every Saturday. And again, it's just one of those other like a weekly dose of encouragement of like, you're not alone. You might you're not the only person in the world with these thoughts. You are not. (laughs) But, you know, we talk about everything from, you know, restriction, um, binging, purging, exercise addiction, um, and exercise is a form of purging. Like sometimes people don't, we t- we're talking about that. I think we might even on this Saturday's episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that you don't realize it because society makes you feel like, oh, if you do all these workouts, like, oh, that's acceptable. It's what you're supposed to do. That's healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's okay to go to the gym for three hours. It's fine. 
And it's like, wait, what? If you're, you know, are you training for something? Or are you punishing yourself because you ate something? Yeah. Or are you preparing yourself to eat something? And that's when it gets blurry and you have to really step back and take a look at like, why are you moving your body? And so that's what Outweigh is all about. And it sounds like it's something that everyone could benefit from, not just people who have eating disorders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just because you might have someone in your life that is going through that. Um, or you might not even know I spent a lot of years, even in what I called like pseudo recovery. Um, now, I mean, I thought I was in recovery, but I still had very, and then my eating sort of full blown returned, but I spent about 10 years in what I thought was recovery, but still had a lot of disordered behaviors Mm. because they were acceptable by society standards. I thought, okay, I can get by with juicing for three to five days because Society says it's okay to juice, but I was restricting and I was doing it purposefully and I was under the guise of health. And then when I would get off the juice cleanse, it would lead to a binge and it was like this vicious cycle and I didn't know how to break it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have the language for it. And then I, I didn't have the right support. So I just was stuck and no, you know, I just kept on with that character because that's what people expected of me. Mm-hmm. And then I would spread the propaganda on <laughs> the Bobby <laughs> Bone Show or, um, you know, my Four Things podcast. And some wise listeners, you know, who are very brave, sent me emails earlier on, early on, and they're like, I can't listen to your podcast. It's triggering. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm I'm trying to spread health and knowledge. And but I I didn't know what I didn't know. And now yeah. that I'm on the other side of it, I get it. And I'm like, oh, I was very triggering. And so we're learn we're all learning. And so I think you could listen to it from that perspective too, of wanting to learn and understand why we shouldn't say certain things, why we should not comment on people's bodies, no matter what. Yep. Even if Very you're like, oh thing. wow, they've lost <laughs> weight. Like keep it to yourself. Who cares? <laughs> oh wow, they or if they've gained or oh, you look so healthy. Have you put on a few pounds? No. Like you wanna, if nope. you want to say anything, you say you look great. No. That's it. Period paragraph. Yeah. Or you're you're glowing. Yeah. You're radiant. I love something about their personality yeah. or like you're whatever. amazing. Yes. You look great. Like, um is that is really that a bad well thing that. to say? Like you look great. Yeah. I mean you could just, just in general. Even in general, I mean, but you can even take it one step further and just take it, make it not about it like Looks. looking great. Cause even looking great might affirm to someone in the middle of an eating disorder was like oh because a compliment can be fuel to the fire interesting so you look like if you say radiant or glowing then it's like more about like this glow this vibe about Mm -hmm. you but you look great while innocent could also be translated to um ooh, yes i they've noticed i have been Mm -hmm. restricting and it's working so now i'm going to restrict more okay right Yes. So it's See, a, we're even learning mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, That's a very common like, phrase. It's not, people are so well-intentioned, but mm-hmm. then you learn that like, oh, it's actually okay for me to take time to think about how others might receive this compliment and that we need to evolve past um, praising people for um, what their bodies look like because you don't know what it's taken for them to get there or you don't know if it's underlying depression you don't know if they have cancer and they don't want to talk about it or yeah. I mean, insert There's any so disease and they want to keep it private. And now you're commenting on how they've lost weight. And that's like the last they maybe they don't even want to lose weight. And they're like, oh, I'm I want to gain weight. And now but then and then so you, you never know where it's going to send someone. So outweigh has in my recovery and the different guests we've have had on and the topics has taught me so much. Um, so 
that's that. those are the places you can find me. Yes. Check them all out. All the things, all good growing factors for you to listen to. Make sure you also check out the Bobby Bone Show socials. There's videos of all kinds of things up there. We're doing more reels now. So hopefully you guys enjoy those. And of course, I'm at Web Girl Morgan on all the things. TikTok reels, Facebook, you name it. Uh, y'all have a great weekend. Amy, thanks for joining me. Love y'all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. This is a Bobby Bones show. Bobby Bones. <laughs> Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.